Hello again, ladies and gents. Uh, welcome back to the AJ Roberts Show. And today I've invited David Mahoney back onto the show again. Uh, some amazing feedback from our last episode. Um, <laughs> and on the uh, on the actual subjects, we um, we actually covered a couple of false flags. And David had actually created and documented some video footage of things that happened with the Lusitania ship um, and stuff in Libya. Yeah, um, which is truly fascinating, and loads of people wanted to learn more. So I wanted to get David back on the show today. Um, to basically go through false flags and what is a false flag and give you some examples. I think this is a good way for people to really understand what's happened in our world over the last several decades. But the reason why these false flags are put into place is to you know, generate public opinion for whatever the governments want to push at the time. Um, I'm sure many of you listening right now can think of some straight off the top of your head. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to go through what a false flag is first. Um, so you get a true understanding of it and then go through some examples. Um, and I think then, you you know, you may learn a thing or two and uh, and open your eyes just a little bit wider. Um, with, a, with a bit of luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with a bit of luck. Um, so, yeah, Dave, uh, thanks for coming on the show again, mate. And, um, you know, for the benefit of the, you know, the viewers and the listeners, like if, if you could start with what is a false flag um, for those on, who are mate. a bit unsure. Good to be back, actually. That's, uh, you know, the, it's always surprising how fast the weeks fly by. Um, but I saw the feedback and it, yeah, it was good that people actually are waking up and saying, well, hang on a second, that kind of makes sense now. Um, but let's establish what a false flag is first, AJ, because it's still a terminology that people don't really know. Um, basically, a false flag is a government event that they create themselves to change the narrative of the public to back them on what they want to do. So I'll, I'll give you, we're going to go through some examples tonight, guys, but I'm going to give you one that's outside of living memory because so you can see how one incident will change worldwide events in a very dramatic way um not a lot of people know that the first time um world war ii broke out it was when hitler invaded poland now germany wanted to invade poland but he needed a provocational event for the people to get behind him so what he did was he bombed himself and he said that the polish army had had shelled um people on, on, the, on the, the border between Poland and Germany and innocent civilians were killed and this is outrageous mm. and now we're going to show them a thing or two. But it was actually his own armed forces that did it, AJ, to get them into the war. So it's, it's something that's happened. We talked about the Lusitania and for people who didn't see that, this is a ship that was torpedoed off the coast of Ireland in May 1915 and it sank within 18 minutes and about 2,000 people drowned on there. It was a lot of Americans. It sank because it was loaded with ammunition and explosives, and this was before America was in the war, and it sank so fast that it shocked the world. There was a lot of Americans on there, and of course, the government built steam behind it, saying this is outrageous, we need to do something about these Germans, and that's where it went. So they, it was actually the ship, a false flag event that got America into the war. And there's been so many of these down through the decades, uh, even in a lot of these in living memory, and they're quite easy to pick up once you've got your eyeballs and your ears are attuned to it. You can see through the mist. So, and some of them are horrific. That as we walk this journey together tonight, I think you're going to find you'll get angry because it'll raise emotions about okay, this happened, this happened, this is outrageous. And also, you might be skeptical. You could say, oh, you know, guys, come on, you've gone too far. This is too much. That's not true. But do your own independent research. AJ, I know you're, you're the same. You're always encouraging 
the people that watch your shows don't just take our word for it. All we're doing is pointing you in that direction. And it's up to you to take that journey to do your own investigation to find out the truth. And this is where we've been for the last two years doing what we've been doing. But this is what people need to do. Mm, absolutely. Um, what I'll do is I'll, I'll stick a uh, stick screen share on just so you can see. Take yeah. control of it for anything you want to show. Yeah, um, I've actually I've, I did some research because rather than me digging out, oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. This is a good one. I am. Um, I found a link. It wasn't on. It wasn't on Google. AJ. I found this on um, DuckDuckGo, and there's ten on here that we can go through. Some of them you're obviously going to know about. And I mean, straight away the 9/11 attacks. So people say, okay, well, what was so strange about the 9/11 attacks, and why did they do it? There's five thousand odd people killed on this day in 2001. But what happened after this incident? is what forced the whole invasion of the Middle East. We're talking about Iraq and later on Afghanistan, particularly Afghanistan because, you know, Saddam Hussein was the one that was blamed for an Al-Qaeda. So they needed to go after the bad guys in that region. But what happened was that the change of laws, AJ, after this and so many strange events. And again, do your own research. I'm not going to sit here and show you videos and everything, but there's there's a thousand different strange things that happened on this day from when the entire united states faa ground every single airplane there's an airplane being circling above round the twin towers um from no independent video footage taken from the ground that shows airplanes flying into the buildings it only showing them explodes there was never any airplane wreckage found there was no engines there was no fuselage, there was no luggage or, or um, seating or anything to do with the planes. One of the terrorists' passport was conveniently found right on top of the Vola rubble. When it's vaporized every single item inside that airplane, they conveniently found a lightly scorched passport. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. We could talk mm. about that all day from... There, there is footage, isn't there, uh, of people actually... Uh, video and upwards at the buildings and you actually see the explosion which you can see is from explosives yeah um it comes out the top of the buildings there's no planes in sight um and also there's um there's a clip where the guy's on the phone to a news network and they said yeah the this is happened to the first building oh now the there's an explosion on the second top of the second building and the news reporter back in the studio is saying yeah we've just seen the plane go in and the guy says there's no plane yeah Exactly. There was never any independent footage. So the only the only thing that scarred, it was very cleverly done this. You see, everybody says, oh, no, when the plane's hit, they say, yeah, but what did you see? You saw a, a piece of video footage. You know what? We, Steven Spielberg can make it look like there's aliens running downtown Los Angeles. So everybody on the ground didn't see those airplanes. Then you've got the, this, the scientific tests from the steel melting. It's impossible to melt steel like this. And then there's the strange other small ones, such as one of the bombers that what was on here that took over these planes in, in New York that day actually flew down from Boston. And he was uh, as supposedly a Muslim fundamentalist, but he was living with a cocaine-addicted stripper. And he went to the airport, a mere... Um, it would have meant the flight that he got as a commuter flight, he'd have had it got to the airport and went through security and ran to the gate in 14 minutes. And you can see a timestamp code of when he was going through security. It was impossible for him to get from security on board that flight. 
And then the logic side of things says, wouldn't it be logical if you were planning one of the biggest attacks on America, you would actually be in New York that day, not Boston, with your, your, co your cocaine-addicted stripper and take a chance that you can't get out of the airport, the flight's cancelled, or it might have been delayed from bad weather and, and screw up the entire operation that they spent years planning. Mm. So there's so many stinking parts of this story, but what was their end game? Well, their end game was something called the Patriot Act, where they introduced a lot of new, yours, new laws into the world, and specifically the US population, where they could spy on you. They could go into your accounts, listen to your phone calls. They manipulated the public's opinion that we got to get Osama, we got to get him. And they spent trillions of dollars hunting a guy that was living in a cave. And it was all for nothing. There was no weapons of mass destruction like in Iraq. It turns out not to be that. Um, and at the end of the day, they've just pulled out of Afghanistan having achieved absolutely zero. Mm -hmm. So it was just a mere attack. And then building six that collapsed, it collapsed 14 minutes before the BBC, or after the BBC had announced it. And it was nowhere near the other Twin Towers. And that one just collapsed as well. And the day before, Donald Rumsfeld had said, we're missing, what was it missing? Like six billion were missing and all the records were in that building. The whole thing stinks to high heaven. So this is probably the most famous mm. false flag attack. And you governments... Got the, uh, you got the chap as well who actually owned the buildings who took out the insurance policy on all, all three uh, and, and yeah. focused mainly on the actual terrorist part of the policy. Yeah. And he was paid, was it... Was it four point three trillion or something, or was it four point three billion, something like that? Wasn't it ridiculous? Yeah, they, they paid him. They paid him. What a happy coincidence that was. He just got insured for such an act. <laughs> mm. But it's even like the, the things the Pentagon and uh, the majority of the staff are told like to take a week off. <laughs> well, the Pentagon was another one because I, I've actually bumped into people. I, I met a police officer once, and he said I was in my patrol car when I heard an explosion. He said if there was a jet that had come down that street, it would have flown right over my car. Then there was the famous um, office worker, a new mom, who had a four or five month old baby that was in the seat that you transplant straight from the car and you can mm -hmm. bring it in and out. She walked into work that day and they were very surprised to see her because she just returned from maternity leave. And she was, she was going to leave the baby in the, in the child care department inside the Pentagon. She walked in, they rushed her through the x-ray and the metal detectors, they didn't do any of that. And she just literally put the baby underneath her desk. She bent down to turn the computer on when the explosion hit. She got such a fright, she opened the, the office door and saw there was a huge hole in the wall. So then she took her baby and walked out through the impact hole. Yeah, and she said she walked over all of the rubble. There was no airplane there. There was no wings, no fuselage, no luggage, no bodies, nothing. What she did see was small machine parts that looked like it had come off a missile. Mm. She was then silenced by these mysterious men that visited her in the hospital, the men in black, and um, she eventually was paid off and went into silence. But that was her sworn affidavit. Mm. There was no, that was a missile that hit the Pentagon, again, merely to confuse the public, to get them to go behind. We're under attack. We've been attacked. So that's the most famous one, AJ. Everybody knows about it. But and, um, the reason, just 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 on yeah. that one as well, obviously, because I, I experienced going through like the, in the military and stuff like that, like and joined in two thousand and one, and um, you could, you know, I seen it all building up. You know, everything was all BBC Sky News. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, was, everyone was pretty much in Afghanistan straight away. Two thousand and one, it was almost like building a you know a stronghold. I got loads of friends that did the initial stuff there. It was all establishing airway, uh, you know, all the airfields and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, like getting all that infrastructure in place. 
Um, and then obviously sort of around 2005-06, obviously the Taliban kind of like regrouped Al-Qaeda and come back over the border from Pakistan, etc. But at that time, obviously, 2003 went into Iraq for weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. And it was all under that umbrella of the war on terror, wasn't it? Exactly. Um, and, you know, having been to both and seen seen both, that's why I, that's why I, I was asking constant questions all the time. You know, in Iraq, it was always American contractors sat with their feet up all the time and said, you know, we're just here for optics. Um, whilst there was actually military people pulling machinery along the floor in like round Baghdad looking for weapons of mass destruction that obviously yeah. didn't exist. Um, and we all know the fallout from that. And, uh, you know, certain Mr. Blair still walking around. Um, I would like with, to think not for long because, I mean... With a knighthood. Yeah, war crimes are certainly, you know, they kill hundreds of thousands of civilians. Yeah, I, I talk about that a lot, the way that Putin's running this war now. What he's not doing is carpet bombing the hell out of, of uh, the Ukraine. He's going in street by street, block by block, clearing it deliberately. It's not like the shock and awe that the Americans would deploy when they were going in. They'd send in the Air Force first to just obliterate it, and then it was just walking through the streets, uh, sweeping up. So Putin's not doing the same tactical war, yet he's the bad guy in the West right now. Mm. They can't wait to get on and slate him and slander him. So we'll move on to another one, AJ, no, just for your viewers. Yep. Because there's some there's some other interesting ones here that you might not always think. Um, oh, yeah, you'd think, I remember that. But, I mean, on this one here, look, you've got studies of the metal, the fatigue. So Sandy Hook, um, we're going to get to. But the Ebola outbreak of 2014. Okay, so... 2014, uh, Ebola breaks out in West Africa, the deadliest since the discovery of the virus. Um, but where's the conspiracy here? It didn't take long for some rumors suggested that the deadly virus, marked by fever and vomiting diarrhea, was purposely allowed to spread so that the CDC could patent the vaccine and make huge profits. Does that sound like something you've heard before? Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. So, I've seen them. <laughs> They, they've done that quite a lot, actually. There's a lot of testing that goes into third world countries. They were testing a virus called the HPV, human populace virus in India, which was a form of genital warts, which can make women sterile. So they were developing a vaccine in India, Bill Gates Foundation, and they put it in India. And actually, the Indian government threw him out because he damaged and killed so many young girls. He made them sterile, gave them life-term life problems. Some of them became disfigured, couldn't walk, spinal injuries from this vaccine testing. And it's the same thing. The CDC needed a reason to say, oh, my God, we've got to stop this Ebola. Because I don't actually even think Ebola's a naturally formed virus. I think it's man-made another laboratory experiment. But they've got to test it to get the fear factor out there so they can go out and start issuing vaccines developing vaccines and making billions and they've just shown us exactly that the last mm. two years well, um with uh with with the ebola uh crisis as well that's when uh, a certain mr fauci um started introducing the trials of remdesivir which we're obviously seeing which is causing so much harm and death around hospitals in main western countries now and has done in america and uh, it it took, i think it killed 54 percent of the people they trialed it on Absolutely. You're very well read on that particular one. I, I was talking about that the other day with a doctor online. It's true. These They need any reason to experiment. And who better to experiment on than poorly educated, broke, you know, literally living on the poverty line, third world members of a country that have 
very very little idea of what the legal rights are and they you know they no wonder they don't like white people because every time they show up all their families die so these poor people have been the test subjects of these medical experiments for the at least since the early 1900s and even even into the usa when they did a a, um, a syphilis test on a lot of um black people down in one of the southern states if i remember mississippi or alabama mm-hmm. where they deliberately injected male subjects with syphilis to see how far it got and how bad things got and how it spread through the community so syphilis is particularly bad when they couldn't really treat it at the time and it actually it affects your central nervous system it drives you mad in the end until they um what do they call it Penis, penicillin was invented and i think that wasn't until the 20s Mm. So it's quite a long time for these people to be in, in, infected. Mm. So we know about the virus one because we've all been living through that. And whether you believe it or not, you can believe that the, vi- the vaccine that you're taking does not protect you. You know, you still get it, as you know, and you can still can um, and pass it on. Now, I'm not going to get into this one, the Holocaust, because I think it's just outside of living memory. And I haven't actually done any investigation into that. So we'll skip that one. And I think it's too sensitive that I mean, basically, they're saying it was it was exaggerated to form sympathy for the Jewish nation. But I'm not going to make a comment on that. You can do your own research on that one. I think it's too volatile and I think kind of mm. insensitive. Um, the Boston Marathon bombings. This was a good one, AJ, because in this particular area here, this was the photograph that sparked all of the uh, controversy. Because as you can see here, there's a lot of blood on the pavement. Yet there's a bottle down here that contains um, blood. Will that go bigger? See down there? Yeah. Right. So this is the photograph that sparked all off like everybody was thinking, okay, that's a bit odd. Why are they doing that? Because as much as you can see the, the, the injuries, they also said that a lot of these people were seen kind of throwing themselves around and the injuries, a lot of the injuries were fake. Now, the kids that they actually tagged this with as doing it, um, one of them was just sitting in his house when they eventually got hold of him. The other one made a bit of a run for it, but they got him. But what they did as an experiment there, they sent in a whole load of uh, SWAT team members. And what they did was an urban experiment where they locked down a whole community in Boston and they cut them off and they said, we're going to go house to house. So basically, these people were told to stay inside the houses. The police are coming to search all the houses and go through, and they're looking for these guys. Um, Fortunately, they chose a neighborhood that was predominantly Irish Americans, and these guys are known for their distrust and dislike of the police. So a whole neighborhood fight broke out between these angry um irish american guys and the police and the police didn't win it so the experiment that they tried as part as far as controlling a community with that lockdown procedure emergency procedures were coming into your house procedures didn't go very well because a lot of them had the wrong weapons a lot of them were (laughs) really angry and they don't trust the police so again another political move to drive fear into the public of having a terrorist attack on homegrown soil um, where death and destruction rains down on innocent people enjoying an innocent afternoon. It's usually on a Sunday, the marathon. So there's lots of stories about what people saw that day, where they went, the investigation, how um, 
the real people that did it were actually assisted and they were moved out of the area by the CIA. And again, guys, do your own research onto that because this is a particularly good one because the story stinks. Um, there's one guy seen with a backpack earlier and he's all happy, then he's showing up somewhere else. Um, there's lots of private CCTV footage coming out of shops and actually ATMs on that one, AJ. I don't know if you have you looked at much of that on that. Yeah, video? yeah, fair, fair bit over the years. Yeah. yeah. What would you say um, from a false flag point of view? Like, what would what would be the obviously the CIA's involvement? What would be the purpose it, of it's that? It's still like, the same this? thing. As we get into two or three other ones here, just the threat. And yeah. What keep causing that division within communities and race and religion and. Yeah, and there's one underlying objective here. America is the only place that has so many guns in the public hands. Mm. And the bad guys, the cabal, the black hats, whatever you'd like to call them, this is one of the things that they've been trying to get from the, the US public for the last 30 years. And they've actually tried so many events, uh, cinema shootings, um, automatic machine gun weapons. I mean, we're going we're gonna to get into another couple of those as we walk through this list of false flags. But... Their agenda is simple. You've got to get the guns from the people. They will never be able to take America fully and keep everybody imprisoned and in fear mm. because there's more guns out there. There's, you know, there's, what's the population of America? I think it's 520 million or something, if I remember. But it works out. Is it 320? 300. It works out that most Americans have got three guns each. because obviously yeah, yeah. there's more guns than people, isn't there? More guns and people, and it's the only country in the world you can never take. Mm. You know what? You could never invade it properly. It would be a nightmare because every single person is armed and knows how to use them as well. And it would literally be a royal rumble, wouldn't it? It would. And and the the amount of ammunition they're hoarding, it, you know, there's about five hundred rounds per person or something, <laughs> as far as the population. Because ammo is the the what they're trying to do now is restrict ammunition. They said, oh, you can only buy so much. They're limiting it, but they find it in different states. They find a way around it. So the ultimate goal of these attacks on uh, terrorism attacks on homegrown soil is to get the guns from the, from the Americans. Like um, we've seen here in our own country, like we've seen in New Zealand with the, uh, the mosque shootings in Australia all those years ago. Yeah. Um, Stoneman Douglas High School shooting in Parkland, Florida. I don't know if you remember this. this is not not so long ago. It's 2018. On St. Valentine's Day, 2018, um, there was a shooting that lost 17 students and staff members in a fatal shooting carried out by a 19-year-old ex-student, expelled student. So the rumors started circulating. Um, he was either a crisis actor involved in a larger FBI plot or not even near the school when the shootings occurred. The website Red State read out... Uh, out of context quote by Hogg suggesting he rode his bike to school after the shooting you see again a lot of these kids that they um they get involved in this they all seem to have a pattern you know father's not around um they have access to guns mother's working long hours so she can you know put food on the table the boy's a little bit strange he's a little bit socially awkward they're never these kids that have a lot of friends mm. that are involved in sports activities. They always seem to be the, the loners that they don't kind of fit in. Now I think these kids, I'm not saying they didn't do it, but I'm saying it's not something that's going to get inside their heads easily. I'm going to go and get a machine gun, fill up the car, the, the, the magazine mm. and empty it into a load of my classmates. 
I think these kids are put into some sort of training program by this, this CIA, told that they're going to be heroes, told that they're going to get away with it. Because if you look at all of these assassinations, let's go back to the Kennedy assassination when they got Lee Harvey Oswald and then he was paraded in front of um, the television cameras and he was shot by, was it Jack Ruby shot him? Again, perfect way to shut up the, um, the witness. And Jack Ruby turns out was sick with cancer. He didn't last very long. Let's go into the Lockerbie bombing. The guy that was blamed for the Lockerbie bombing, after all those years, they put the pressure on Gaddafi. Oh, by the way, here he is. Let's have a trial. They put him on trial. He's in jail for a couple of years. Turns out he's got terminal cancer. Mm. And let's just, you know, okay, we'll release him on humanitarian grounds. But do you really believe that that was the guy that orchestrated that? Mm. All of a sudden, he's got cancer. Well, again, the Lockerbie bombing was just a, another way to attack Libya because he was trying to get or he wouldn't have a Rothschild central bank there and obviously he was was talking about not using the petrodollar exactly and you know what that was probably another false flag that was probably a bomb planted by the CIA because it's mm. exactly up the street you know what I totally forgot about that and that was an event that shook the world and pushed him in that anti-Libya deal yeah was you the know same what, with AJ, you're right the same with Dunblane wasn't it the uh the chap that carried out the Dunblane shooting, um, the day before, he was actually at Balmori shooting with Prince Charles and Jimmy Savile. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just I just watched Jimmy, Shavell's, Jimmy, Jimmy Savile's documentary now um, while I was home early this afternoon. And he rubbed, family, he rubbed shoulders with the royal family, OBEs. You know, it's funny how all the royal family's friends are all bloody pedos, isn't it? Mm. And, oh, and sons. And sons, mm. you know, all of these top stars that were pushed up through them, you know, um, what was the other guys, King Gary Glitter, all of these people at the BBC pushed to the top with their music programs and DJs, mm. and then it's all covered it up, and they had the evidence for years and years before that. But absolutely, AJ, the Lockerbie bombing, now that we put it all together and follow the same pattern of where they were going, Libya, you're exactly right, he was saying, we're not doing the petrodollar, he was the rebel inside all of those petroleum states, um, not Libya, Gaddafi. Yeah, it was Gaddafi, sorry, Libya. So in 1981 or 1982, wasn't it? It was a bit later, 88, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. Blown up over Scotland. And, and, but it's the same with Saddam Hussein. It wasn't just a thing about weapons of mass destruction, was it? Again, he was like, he wouldn't have a, a central bank owned by the Rothschilds mm -hmm. in there. Uh, yeah. And again, didn't want to use the petrodollar. So I think it was literally within two months, you know, British troops and American troops crossing the, board, the borders and invading. Weapons, of, there are no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Yeah. <laughs> there weren't, he, he wasn't lying. Yeah. Where are we going to go next? Let's see this one. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you remember that, the, the, the bombing in the Libyan, the uh, Pan Am, it, it brought Pan Am down. That was the end of that airline. Mm. Gone. They weren't existing after that. Do you remember this? A shooting in this, in this gay discotheque in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 29 people, 2016. Omar Mateen, strangely enough, an Islamic guy who was outraged and no suspicious false flags that he planned a tragedy um, designed to disarm the Americans. Again, now they're going in the right direction. You know, and a, an Islamic guy goes into a club and shoots the whole place up. Um, another, another incident where there's a man with a, an automatic weapon that's in a bad mood about something and he decides to go and do something about it. I mean, 
Yeah, and again, these... it's, it's all part of that division, though, isn't it? Like, it's always somebody of the opposite race has got beef with somebody else. So straight away, the public perception is just like that. Like we've had in UK for ages, it's almost like to, it's, it's caused a lot of the segregation, hasn't it? Where, you know, a lot of Asian Asian communities have ended up just living, segregating themselves because of this. So they've got what they wanted. This one's um, perfect, though, because it's a Muslim guy shooting at homosexuals. I mean, it doesn't get much better if you want to try and divide people. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's a perfect one. But this seems to be their favorite. Let's see where we're going to go next. Um, now, this one is a particularly interesting one. I was trying to find this, uh, the legendary Columbine High School shooting. Now, this was in 99. This is when they really started doing it. They started doing nightclubs, movie theaters, schools. Now, this particular incident, AJ, there was other video footage came out of the police and SWAT teams moving dummies around, around the back door. So when a lot of these kids came out, they saw bodies of what they thought were students, and it really panicked them. But there was another guy had a long lens camera. I couldn't find it, but I have seen it. And some of your um, some of your viewers will remember they were filming the SWAT team dressed as SWAT team. That obviously they weren't just dragging a dummy by the hand. Obviously, it weighed only a few kilos, and just throwing it in front of the the door when the kids all came running out. But again, <coughs> why are these people with machine guns? These children. Or these teenagers, these angry teenagers, not shooting up a police station? Why are they not shooting up the town hall? Or why are they always going into the high school and doing it and, and picking on kids their own age? It's to drive outrage into the hearts of the American public and saying, our kids are not safe. We've got to get rid of the guns. The guns, the guns, they're killing people. It's the biggest heartstring, isn't it, kids? You know, um, well, we're seeing it now, like obviously with, uh, with what's going on. Yeah, but it's always going to be the biggest heartstring, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, most teenagers don't really have problems with kids. They don't like authority. Mm. They won't like their parents. They won't like the police. They won't like the government pushing them around. Mm. They're not going to go into the teachers, in my opinion. They would go down to the, the local town hall or the police station and shoot one of them up or their parents. Mm. But again, look at the background of a lot of these kids that are the alleged shooters. I didn't do any research into this one but they tend to follow the same pattern missing parent low you know semi sort of middle class family but not doing extremely well mother's working a lot not with the boy a lot and he, he falls into the hands of these groups most of the time online he's meeting these these people online saying hey i understand you know your mom how can your mom treat you like that it's a grooming session that they do and then also with all of these violent video games call of duty and i believe is one and this sort of stuff the kids get used to seeing that you know pulling a trigger on a gun it, mm. it's no it's not much difference for them when they actually go and do it in real life mm. no 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 exactly that and it's just uh they, they live in a 2d reality on call of duty on grand theft auto and stuff you know they, you know yeah it's not oh, oh i bashed a prostitute over the head with a gun stuck her in my car and drove off like you do in gta you know I mean, it's like it's normal it wouldn't surprise me that that's actually done it. Now, one of the one of these ones, which is my favorite, is this whole HIV epidemic mm -hmm. that came out. Because again, we mentioned it before about vaccines, how much money they make. Um, but think about this as a disease. If you're talking about segregation of society, this particular disease mostly struck white homosexuals 
in the late 30s, early 40s. I mean, okay, late 20s, 30s and 40s, but it seemed to target them. Mm. Um, there was a vaccine developed, a treatment, but that didn't work. Now there's the research that is going on, it, it, it knows exactly how it spread. But the research has shown, whether this is a conspiracy, it's up to you to decide, that it wasn't really such a bad infection. It was a series of lifestyle choices, such as partying too much, drinking too much, not enough sleep, um, being exposed, your immune system drops, because that's exactly what happens. We've all been in there mm. when we've been a bit younger, aging, you know, mm. having a, a heavy weekend. Well, this goes uh, straight into what Dawn Lester and David Parker had on the show recently, who wrote the book, What Really Makes Us Ill, and it is those four key things. It's like, lack of nu poor nutrition poor nutrition yeah. um in tox uh, toxins pumping into your body all the time through tap water um air even even stuff on our clothes um and then it was electromagnetic frequency like the high levels or you know being around devices and stuff like that, and stress and then it shows up in our body via fevers spots rashes this that, and the other yeah there was a another famous drug that they introduced what was it dzt or easy AZT. AZT, yeah, yeah. AZT that just stripped their entire immune system, and that mixed with mixed with a bit of chemo, just it was a, a death sentence. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they they wasted millions and millions on it. They knew that there was more successful treatments out there, but they just pushed the drugs onto a desperate section of society. Who, in fairness, most of these guys are all career guys. They had quite high disposable income, so it was a very good victim to go after because they weren't the poor in Africa. These guys were earning money. You know, for example, they said it was a flight attendant and they traced it back to patient zero in a sauna house in San Francisco. You know, flight attendant in the 1980s was a, a good uh, job. It was a well paid. So to target these middle aged homosexual men that were all in or out relationships with no children and a mortgage, they were high earners. They could afford these expensive medicines, most of them. Mm. You know, the, the information is there if you go and do more research about it. But now what we're seeing, AJ, was with this latest vaccine, is that there's this vaccine-induced HIV. Have you noticed how many banners and plaques there are in hospitals saying now, oh, get an AIDS test? Even Prince Harry was talking about, mm -hmm. why don't you get an AIDS test? Well, what mm -hmm. the hell for? Isn't that an AIDS? It's like, getting, like, it's like saying... Why don't I get a yellow fever test? It's a disease that should have been wiped out decades ago. I'm not living in a tropical zone. I've been in a steady relationship for 35 years. Why would me, as a 60-year-old woman, need to go and get a HIV test, doctor? Mm. Well, that's a real story. That story came for me from one of my Australian followers. She went down to local doctors. Her local doctor was not there. He was sick because he'd been double-jabbed. And uh, a new doctor had stepped in and she said, okay, I noticed that it's time to do your, your yearly blood test. Let's have a look at everything. And while we're there, we're going to do a test for HIV. She says, hey, what do you mean AIDS? Why do I need to get tested for that? She says, well, have you had the vaccine? She said, no. Then the doctor said, oh, well, that's okay then. Don't bother. Yeah. And she said she was shocked at the callousness of like, oh, well, that's okay then. But mm. you'll, you'll see now this whole HIV is being pushed in hospitals. For example, Canada have shipped hundreds of thousands of HIV home testing kits to people. Yeah. Now, that this is what's going to come out next because the white blood cells have been stripped. 
you're going to start running yourself down, working like a maniac now that you've got all these bills to pay. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be eating right because you're either driving, you'll get some junk food or some fast food. And the next thing you know, something's up with your immune system. And they're going to call it this. Then there'll be another drug to treat it, which will be really expensive. You'll have to sell a house, take out a second mortgage, whack up all your credit cards just to try and stay alive so you can get through work to keep your kids in university and college. It's a total scam, all of this, and these guys have been playing it for way too long. The medical one, especially. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize as well. It's the uh, the, the actual pharmaceutical industries own the medical schools. They write yeah. the curriculum, so that even you know we've all had these arguments, haven't we? And I guarantee everyone listening is just like I've been that person on the end of that. <laughs> where's, your, where's your PhD? Where's your medical like degree and all this kind of stuff, right? But the very people that have been teaching, well, showing you and pushing all this stuff on you their curriculum is designed by the very companies that are selling you the things in the first place. So they're just glorified salesmen. Yeah. The drug reps, I actually dated one in Chicago in 2006, and I was horrified at how they were doing it. I, really horrified. I couldn't believe the sneakiness um, of how they keep people addicted and wanting more and more and more. They um, they track all the data through the pharmacies, you see. So the pharmacist and, let's say, six postcodes, it all goes back up to them, and they say, okay, you've got... 5,000 people with myocarditis in this area. But out of those 5,000 people, how many of them were prescribed our drugs? Oh, it's only 12%. So the other people are getting our competition's drugs. Okay, find out where those doctors are. We're going to go and visit them and bribe them with um, free rounds of golf, expensive dinners, maybe a weekend for two in the Bahamas. To sit, uh, really, mate, that's what they did. Mm. So she would go in there with a book saying, Doctor, I, I see here that you've had 365 patients come here with this, 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 and this, but you've only written uh, 44 of um, products from our company. So what can we do to change that? And they train, they, they, they hire these pretty girls, these good-looking guys, so they can get the foot in the door. Usually they're gay guys because, you know, they know how to flirt with women and they get through it. Um and of course the pretty girls flirt with the doctors or vice versa and then they get their foot in the door and they train them and they hand pick these these kids that have just got out of college around 26 get the foot in the door and start manipulating the doctors to write more drugs for their products more mm. prescription for their products yeah it, it, it's, it's it's truly terrible um i mean i'm speaking to a lot of people who are really seeing right through it now um especially from what they've experienced with their own doctors and GPs over the, the last couple of years, especially people that have had like serious reactions after like one jab and then lit, their doctors are pushing them to go get an next one. Otherwise they could be dead. Obviously yeah. where's the logic. Um, and I thought, you know, th- these people will be held accountable. I'm sure they will. Um, and I, I really genuinely hope so. And, but again, just that whole thing to do with the qualifications and stuff like that, you know, it's just, shoved in your face when reality is is the very people that are controlling all this write the stuff and, and the narrative for them to learn to then push on you uh, yeah i i actually am a bit brutal with that it says one idiot teaches another idiot how to be another idiot hmm. you know the whole system is continuing since the since the 20s when the rockefeller came in the whole history of medicine age is quite interesting you study it back because there's been thousands of years that we've lived on this planet as a species and we've always cured ourselves of most ailments by using plants and uh, traditional medicines, medicinal and, and traditional. Yeah, and water, like being in ionized water and energized water. Exactly. Mm. Energy, that's also good from nutrition, exercise, fresh air. Um, now, 
a lot of these secrets that let's just call it for argument's sake the druids have passed down and a local a local healer have passed down they also mixed it when they started immigrating they also mixed their knowledge with other countries who were hitting for example when they got to the usa and they started settling there a lot of the native americans shared their healing secrets and also in south america and south america is, a, is an abundance of finding cures especially from plants growing as old as they have and for as, as prolific as they have in, in the amazon now there's a lot of very very large ford advanced research laboratories in the amazon basin i know because i've seen them personally that they ask the natives what do they do for pain what do they do for childbirth what do they do for anti-aging and they're always trying to synthesize these native plants and get a new magic viagra drug out of it you know because mm. viagra was developed on the basis of something that came out there that the locals have been using it as a fertility drug and they saw okay we see the correlation but in the 1920s, when the petroleum industry all of a sudden burst onto the market and they had this new source of raw material, what are we going to do with it? Um, one of the products that came out of this crude oil was this new pharmaceutical industry that were making a lot of, there's a lot of uh, compounds that are in drugs that come from the, pharma, from the, the crude oil industry. So what the Rockefeller Foundation was, he decided to take this bull by the horns and he literally burned and destroyed all of the old traditional medicine books and retaught all of these young guys this new form of medicine, which is where we're at today. And this started in the late 1800s and the 1900s. So they knew what they were doing. They're going to say, we're going to get rid of all of that good stuff. and We're going to introduce all this new modern medicine, which really is going to be very expensive. And it's going to give you something else. Okay, you might, it, it's just going to treat the symptom. Now, don't get me wrong, modern medicine's amazing. But, you know, taking a pill because you took another pill, oh, and that pill now is, that, now, now that pill's dangerous. We're suing everybody for taking that pill. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a, a circle. They want to perpetuate your illness. They do not want to cure you. They want to give you temporary treatment um, of um, relief. Anti-acid pill, classic case. Oh, my God, I've got bad stomach. I've eaten, I've drank too much. What do you have to do? You, you go and get some Pepto-Bismol or you reach for the Ralgex or you reach for a Rene. What do they call them? A Tom Tom. They've got loads of different products. It's only a temporary relief. Mm. And there are people that have developed serious ulcers from eating these things like M&Ms and cancer as well mm. because they've been subjected to taking this medicines for their stomach treatment for years and years and years because they believe it. When all they need to do is have a glass of lemon juice with some bicarbonate of soda in it and it goes instantly and that's the end of that. Yeah, yeah, because you're, you're neutralizing it. You neutralize the acid. You put, you put the, the opposite down there, and it just balances out again. Mm. But they don't want you to know these instant cures that are like a fraction of a penny. How much is a spoonful of bicarbonate of soda? It's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. That's... Yeah, and again, yeah, again, it's all about keeping us sick, isn't it? And like, I refer back to that episode I did with Dawn Lester and David Parker, and I encourage anyone to watch it if they haven't done so yet, um, about all this kind of stuff, you know, so... You look look at the back of your food packaging and you just literally see a whole list of things you can't even pronounce um you know <laughs> the preservatives yeah yeah it's, it's absolutely mental and um on top of the tap water that we've now drinking it's got fluoride and chloride in it and just again not good for you um but what happens is you get sick and you're like oh i need something to cure instant or instant relief you yeah. know and i've had my fair share of that after you know multiple you know injuries back surgery and stuff like that it's just get spoon fed with like painkillers thinking it's like yeah it just masks the issue and, and that's literally all it does 
you know, and we highlighted in that episode, there's, there, there isn't a medicine that cures anything. Yeah, it's just all treatment. You yeah. know, preventative is what I believe in, keeping yourself mm. in good shape, good nutrition, working mm. out, bending. You know, I'm, I'm 51 coming up, AJ, and I can run up a flight of stairs. I don't get any aches and pains in any of my joints. I'm not making those weird dad noises when you get up off a chair. Mm. Ah, don't make any of those. You look like you're in good shape too. Ex-soldier, you know about the, the importance of keeping yourself fit and running around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but, well, I mean, yeah, but at the same time, you know, there's the large portion of people in the military just don't get any of that. They're just head down do as are told but like the way even even within the military now like the setup if you're if you're living in the accommodation and stuff you know that you only you can only get from the, like the cookhouse a certain types of amount of food and you know the quality of that food's pretty rubbish so you're not going to the shop and then sticking a microwave curry and you know what i mean and then that all like takes its toll over the years as well plus obviously there's a big heavy drinking culture in the military so uh, yeah it's, it's, and i've also noticed that they carry on with the same calorie 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 intake because they're you know they're hiking and running around when you're in active service you know 15 miles a day running around is nothing mm. so the amount of calories that you're still taking in and when you get out of the army or the military whatever armed forces you're in you you tend to continue that high calorie intake and it doesn't mm. your system you don't need it anymore and yeah. then it just tends to turn well, the exact, yeah the exact same thing happens to obviously professional athletes don't they? They look at the footballers you see nowadays it's just like um, <laughs> all bloated they, up yeah yeah because yeah. they stop playing you know and they, and they you know, go the way they do. Um, but yeah, just, uh, just in terms of modern uh, false flags, obviously we've got this issue, however you or whatever your views are on it, uh, what's going on in Ukraine. Um, yeah. Again, those of you who understand what a false flag is can see the level of pathetic propaganda that's being used um, within the country, you know, fake videos, like videos from video games. Video games, yeah, I mean. It, photographs, it's, it's, you know, there's even photographs being used from Afghanistan, like Kabul Airport and stuff, yeah. um, you know, from recent events. It's just like, what's, um, what, you know, things are going on right now. We know that we, we know that there's a lot, a massive, massive neo-Nazi contingent in the Azov regiment that are doing brutal things to their own people, but have done for years, and it's just never been reported on. Um. Where, 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 where's your understanding of things right now in terms of like you mentioned earlier Putin's not just obliterating everything which is smart yeah I mean I, I follow I follow let's just open it up while we're talking because first of all if you, if you got to ask yourself um, if he really was in there just to destroy the entire country he would just send in, send in the air force like the Americans did or the British did you know yeah. But he's not. He's going street by street, block by block. His attack strategy is called the cauldron. What he does is he surrounds his enemy and he cuts off the supplies and then he starts bleeding them. So they can't get fresh um, reinforcements and they can't get supplies in ammunition, food, fresh water, medical supplies. You know how it goes. But if you look at the amount of, of hardware that they're losing, AJ, I mean, I can read it. I follow it every day. In total, 140 aircraft and 106 helicopters, 511 unmanned aerial vehicles, 254 anti-aircraft missile systems, 2,410 tanks and other armoured combat vehicles, 262 multiple rocket launch systems, 1,046 field artillery and mortars, as well as 2,259 units of special military vehicles and armoured forces of the Ukraine have been destroyed in this special military operation. I mean, they cannot continue losing that sort of, I mean, 2,400 tanks. Yeah. 
Mm. I wouldn't is, even is, thought they had that. This is why. This is why that uh, obviously the UK and the US and stuff are donating so much military equipment to them because it's just, they're just re. Well, if they do get, if it even gets there, but it's just like uh, replenishing it all the time just to keep the cycle going. Well, but they're sending the old stuff, and these people mm. are not trained in any of the service thing. Half of it will probably fall apart as soon as it's on active service again because yeah, yeah. it's but probably been selling snapped. it as well it'd be, it'd be 20, 20 years ago it's come back from Iraq it's been sat and then <laughs> sat down there you know what those bases are like mm. you've been on them when there's millions of pounds worth again it's just all sitting there nobody even starts the engines for yeah, six months yeah. but it's like um, the the uh, I've seen quite a lot of reports of like Ukrainian soldiers obviously getting javelins and rocket launchers and stuff like that like UK stuff over and they're selling them to like Israeli arm dealers cashing in so they can flee across the border and get out of there exactly all they need is about five grand to so they can do one but my 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 views on this right there's going to the whole political side the geopolitical situation is it was never a sovereign territory anyway no. the ukraine was never declared sovereign so this is an internal squabble between the ukraine and russia this is why they call it a special military operation they don't say the invasion of of the ukraine special military operations continue inside the ukraine um, it's the wheat basket of Europe, so there's a lot of stuff there. It's a it's a very industrial part of the world. Ukraine's a lot of oil. There's a lot of um, gas come out of there. Over 30 bio labs that he's discovered, all funded by mostly Americans, but now the Germans have, have been shown to be funding and playing around with it as well. At any minute now, he could just send in the Air Force, take them all out. And then the refugee packages that he's put in there, you can see them because if you have Russian friends... The people that are in the army are all sending videos back to their loved ones back in Russia, and it's filtering down through. Here's a huge population of Russians here. I've seen, I've seen horrific things. Three hundred fifty thousand children have been rescued from some of these underground bases and bunkers. Mm-hmm. Some of these are Asian kids. How the hell did Asian kids, and I'm talking toddlers, get to the Ukraine? And I've seen some of these horrific videos as well. I can't put them out, AJ. They're just too horrific. They got they got two and a half thousand kilometers of tunnels under Ukraine, haven't they? Which is obviously giving it that. Um, title of being one of the most sort of if not the most corrupt place in Europe in terms of the child trafficking and uh, money laundering and stuff exactly uh, it's a it perfect is a hub for the, the the deep state to do what they've been doing all this time it so, really is mate I mean and then Zelensky's Zelensky's personal wealth of 1.6 billion stashed away in foreign banks he's got a 34 million dollar mansion in Florida alone how does a, an actor a comedian actor in 2014 get himself elected to a, a country where most people just knew him as a clown and now he's president he earns 11 million dollars a day or something his salary is that's what he gets mm. you know the average the average on a good day the average salary in the ukraine is about 200 250 dollars a month if you're working in a factory or a shop or something yeah he's got a home 1.6 billion stashed away and he's been in power since 2014. the incidentally the um the battalion that you were talking about what do you call it, the asnos the Nazis, most of these guys have been taken out, AJ. They were all sent in one place, and the Russian special forces focused in on them. They reckon they took out about 15,000 of them. I don't know how many more is still around. They're doing a massive sweep of them. They're very easy to identify. They're all covered in tattoos and swastikas, tattoos. Mm-hmm. So they're very easy to identify. The Russians are making them take the shirts off so they can see who they're capturing. Mm. And then you've got this other embarrassing situation of this British guy that was saying, oh, please, Boris Johnson, uh, I, I, I got captured, but, you know, will you let them other fellas go so I can come back to England? No. You know, Russia are not going to do that. 
Russia are not going to let him go. He's a prisoner of war. He wasn't forced over there by gunpoint. He got his fatigues boots, sharpened up his battle knife. He went off to the Ukraine thinking it was going to be a, a tea party and he's collecting two grand a day. He got captured behind enemy lines. He's a prisoner of war and he should be treated like a prisoner of war. And he says that we were get, we're getting treated, we're getting fed, we're getting watered. What does he want? He thinks mm. Russia are going to release some Ukrainians so that English guy can d then do what? Go back to England. Mm. There's been, lo there's been loads of reports of it, though, isn't there? especially like a lot of British veterans and American veterans and stuff have gone over there, you know, and in the day, they, they got big hearts. They, from their view, they're seeing something terrible happening and they want to help, you know, which is, you can't argue with that. Yeah. It's just that, I guess, the, the, the middle information is obviously, like, not been seen. Um, so they've gone there, but then when they've got there, it's like, you're not getting any ammo, you're not getting any weapons, you're not getting this. But, but if you come yeah. in, you're getting your passport taken off, yeah? Yeah, we're going to rip that up so you can't get out, and we're sending you into the front line as cannon fodder just to draw out the snipers. Yeah. Uh, so, well, and, and obviously, to create a story, PR, isn't it? Like, oh, British veteran gets killed in uh, Ukraine and that, so that it draw attention from the British population to go, oh, we need to go, send in the army, send in the army. You know, yeah. again, so I, it would create its own false flag, wouldn't it? It, it? You're absolutely right, mate. We have the same opinion. I'm watching this every day, what's going on in Ukraine. Bit by bit, street by street, he's taking it. And I've started to see a few little whispers and rumours in some of the mainstream media stuff I come across by accident, saying, what if Russia was to win? What if the Ukraine couldn't get it so there's still a lot of of the things to do there however is he going to drop a small low yield nuclear tactical in one of the cities to get it over and done with i'm not sure he won't putin because it would certainly bring this little squabble to a, a head i mean i hope he doesn't but it would not surprise me if there's a false event there something like that aj a small, low-yield nuclear weapon that's detonated in the Ukraine and Putin gets the blame for it when it mm. probably it, it won't be him. He would tell people it would be him. He'd probably give them a warning. So imagine if that happens. If they detonate a dirty bomb, for example, or something like that in a civilian population in the Ukraine to get the entire world behind them. Right, we're going in to get Russia. This is a very scary possibility because Putin will, Putin will respond calmly at first but the minute that there's a, an attack on russia he won't he won't respond nicely again so i think we all need to keep our ears and eyes open for this little situation mm. brewing because i could definitely see that happen by the americans getting some sort of decommissioned um nuclear device setting it off in the middle of kiev or somewhere like that and saying look what the russians have done mm. The, the, the thing is with that for me is that like because obviously the ruble is now backed by gold and it's like so much stronger you know the petrol dollar is literally diminishing the, the actual dollar as a currency is like declining massively mm -hmm. i think it would like it was crippled america well for, for as long as we're probably still alive yeah if they did that i know but then then you could do something lighter you know there's another there's another storyline i've been tracking about Russia developed this particular strain of anthrax, and it's, it's got some chemical name. Let's just call it CD99 or 95. I can't remember. Mm. But they've got this particular strain of anthrax that they agreed to destroy back in the 90s. I think there was some sort of agreement. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, um, 
if that turned up somewhere, I mean, it's an airborne version of Anthrax. If you released it in somewhere like um, DC, it would blow all the way up the eastern seaboard and would kill a lot of people. So that's another one where it wouldn't have to be nuclear, but they could use something like that. You know, if the Americans or the, the, the cabal were to release some form of airborne virus in the Ukraine that killed hundreds of thousands of civilians, then it would cause the West to all say, okay, we're coming at you. Now, they were developing a form of a, of a disease that would specifically attack Slavic people. This is one of the infectious diseases that they in, inside these laboratories that they were weaponizing. They were weaponizing airborne rabies, and they'd taken a lot of samples of DNA. You know this Ancestry.com where everyone's saying, yeah. oh, I want to know where I'm from. We didn't really do it in England. It wasn't really very much because, you know what, we know our... I know people say all my ancestors are buried in a graveyard across the street. Mm. It's more like America, Canada, Australia, yeah. isn't it? Newer colonies. So they took these DNA samples saying we're going to find out where you're from. But they took that information and used it and developed that, a specific strand of a highly infectious disease targeted by genetic keystone marker inside your body. So they developed this one for Slavic people, which is Russians. Mm. And that's one of the that's one of the diseases that the paperwork Putin's guys discovered when they went into the Ukraine and they closed down these laboratories and um I mean why if they knew they were coming, I don't know why they didn't just remove all their evidence anyway, but they were so arrogant, I don't think they thought Putin was gonna do it. But something like that, speaking of a false flag event, I'm one hundred percent convinced there is going to be one, AJ, I have to say, and as much as it's doom and gloom. I see the pattern. They've not stopped at it before. They killed 5,000 people that day in September in 2001. What means, you know, then you've got all the 2,000 people a day, the Lusitania, the Ebola attacks, the HIV. How many, how many people died with HIV? These people don't give a damn about how many people die. All they care about is what the result is going to be and if, they, if it's going to be on their favor. So watch for a false flag event coming in the Ukraine to try and drive this one way or the other. Mm. Yeah, and I guess that's what it's going to take. It's all down to public opinion the other day. It's, they, they want these people, you know, with Ukraine flags on their Facebook profiles and hashtags down to Ukraine, all this kind of stuff, and they need to keep that going. What a lot of people don't realise is that a lot of their um, assets and that have all been seized within Ukraine, haven't they? So what's the, best way to, what's the best way to reclaim half of that money? Or make up all these charities that you can get. We'll get our own people to donate to. Oh, mate, you're on it, you aren't you? It's true. I mean, I was in the UK and Ireland the last few weeks, and it's all these donate to the Ukraine. You know, fuck off. I'm not giving them a penny. Mm. Um, what else was I going to say about then? I was at Luton Airport the other day, just changing as I came out. That's an horrible airport, Luton Airport. <laughs> Have you been in there recently? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, not recently, but like... yeah, I've been in there a while ago. Going through, going through security, you look up, there's no roof tiles on the ceiling. It's just all bare cables and industrial air conditioning vents. So I said to the guy, what happened? Have you had to sell them to keep the lights on? Or what? Why does it look like it's a, this looks like the Ukraine? Then they have this big yellow board when you come through, and it's the Ukraine colors, and it says in English and Ukrainian and Russian, you know, go to this meeting point to get help. I was like, hang on a second, what is that? So I, when I looked at it, it's like an area where they're saying where the Ukrainian refugees assemble, and then what? I mean, it's like they've won a prize. And then I mm. saw this TV clip on the news where it was these two women saying, "Well, 
We put our names down for four or five Ukrainians and we were a little disappointed that we only got one but we're really excited to meet them when they get here. We don't really know if it's a man or a woman but it doesn't matter does it? Although we asked for four or five at least we got one. It's like they won a little puppy at Christmas. I know. You know? I know. It blows my mind. It genuinely does. Again I know people would like go, oh yeah we're doing a good thing but I'm like well when, did you ever think about walking past you know a homeless veteran and ask them if they want a room to exactly. sleep in? Yeah. Or did they do that when um, all these countries in Africa, mm. you know, in Mozambique and what about Bosnia? Did they do mm. it then? Did they say, oh, let's get a Mozambique guy over here? Or when they were doing it in the Sudan mm. or, well, you know, an, an Afghan refugee. Oh, we've ordered three Afghanis and we managed to get hold of one. He's coming just before Christmas. It's going to be lovely. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely <laughs> mental. It's, again, it's all virtue signaling, isn't it? It's all like, oh, it's look, all... Look, look what I'm doing, look what I'm doing. Like, yeah, oh, just... I'm amazing. I'll support the Ukraine. Do you know anything mm. about it? I bet you couldn't even point at it on a map if I showed no. you. But yeah. again, all coming through the mainstream media, coming through every, all the breakfast television shows are all putting it on. And here flood, we have... That's what they do, they flood media, don't they? It's like a flood media. classic NLP tactic. But... Um, a lot of these people are not being vetted as well, AJ. And again, this sounds like I'm a closet Nazi. There's all very well. If there's a war going on, you want to get out of there. Women and children first. But all these young guys that are coming in, why, why are you leaving? You're perfectly healthy. You stay there, at least try to fight for your country. No, they want to get out. And then also criminal background checks. Mm. They're just opening the doors. Where I live in southern Spain, it's a real attraction to these people because... It's a sort of Monte Carlo of the area. And the Ukraines that I've seen here, and I'm dealing with a lot of them. And in fairness, AJ, I have to say, the, the, the mostly educated and very nice, they're not all looking like something from a 1940s Holocaust movie. Mm. Why are they refugees? And they're arriving here in a car worth more than the average Spanish person's house. They've got brand new Mercedes. I saw one of those Bentley 4x4s. They're 300 grand, you know. BMW, Mercedes, Porsches, Audis, they're all driving these high-end cars, these, re these so-called refugees in where I live. Why are they fleeing from it? You know, obviously the, the, the successful business people, but it questions me to ask, it begs me to ask the question, in a country where the average salary is $250 a month, yet you're driving a 350,000 euro car, what are you doing in that country? that you're doing so well what are you manufacturing mm. what do you do there are you manufacturing let's just say floor tiles or insulation for buildings or cables you know are you importing mobile phones because there's a high demand for that mm. it doesn't make any sense yeah and i think i think the criminal activity in all of these european countries now from all of these refugees being strategically positioning themselves because don't think for a second these people are not smart they're all networking now so the next 18 months we're going to see a spike mm. of their uh, organized crime in my opinion because yeah. that's what the ukraine is it's a hive of organized crime there's mm. many areas there that the police and the politicians have no idea how to run it it's all run by gangs mm. and, 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 and ak-47s and, and the thing is as well obviously Whenever there's a, a war, there's always like the refugees are displaced, and again, it's a it's a, an, a it's a perfect hunting and breeding ground. Especially when you have a country like Ukraine, it says the men have to stay and fight, so the only women and children go into these camps. It's a perfect breeding ground for obviously child traffickers, yeah, 
um, the the Red Cross, which we know what they're all about. Yeah. Um, and it, again, it just it creates this problem. Um, Perpetuated, mate. So, it. Yeah, and they're all they're all allowing it to happen, and they're encouraging it, saying, mm. "Oh, we're going to send them here. We're going to send them there. Let's send those kids over there. It's miles away. They don't speak the language." Okay, you know, people think they're doing a good thing by throwing a quid in one of them Ukrainian buckets, but all you're doing is throwing one more bullet or one more kilometer that that child can be transported away from its real parents and the real people that love her or him. Mm. It's a terrible thing. But charities, one of the, I think, probably the biggest scam out there. There's, obviously, there are some good ones. I mean, I think the Salvation Army in England do a good thing, for example. But the Red Cross and Save the Children and Fresh Water for Africa, you know what? It's all bullshit. I don't think they... If you give... For every £10 that, that you, they manage to get, I reckon 40 cents would actually ever make it there if they're lucky on a good yeah. day. No, 100% because, you know, they, they've, they've got all the big salaries and consultancy fees and stuff like that. I mean, even, uh, you know, Sir Captain Tom, um, his family's now getting... His da daughters are getting investigated because they made a charity in his name which made millions for the NHS. But they were paying, they scam it? <laughs> they're, they're paying themselves like six grand a day, like consultancy fees and booking themselves into big VIP suites and hotels. And really? And also hundreds of thousands of pounds like over a period of time. Yeah, you know, it doesn't surprise me, mate. When people are all of a sudden faced with newfound wealth, hmm. they, they seem to acquire very rich tastes overnight. Hmm. <laughs> AJ. I've got to wrap it up, buddy. That's cool. So I was just going to say uh, to finish off um, for the the you know the, the mainstream viewer and that's, that's watching and listening. What would be a, a key takeaway message in terms of looking out for false flags? Use your common sense. You got it. You know, if it sounds too elaborate and too um, crazy, you can just just think about. I mean, a great one. What teenager would walk into a movie theater and open up with a machine gun? You know. There's, there's always a reason behind it. And actually, most of those machine guns happen in um, blue states as well. They don't happen in red states. It's all blue states, left wing. And I think, keep your eyes open. Now that you've shown how much the media can lie and manipulate you through propaganda coming through the television, your car radio, and also the, the articles you read online, keep your eyes open. Question everything. And more or less, AJ, everything the news tells you, everything you see on any form of news channel, or media invert it and that will be the real truth whatever yeah, they want you to believe it's absolutely the opposite mm. no 100 mate well guys and girls hope you got a, a lot away from uh today's podcast with dave fantastic to have you on again mate it really is let's um, do it again soon aj yeah, we, we we missed it a couple of weeks ago but um it's great this because i love your style you ask a question it opens another door what you said about the lockerbie bombing i would never have got there so you did a great job for that because that's a, an amazing classic example no exactly and again it's just it's pointing people in the right direction it's like showing people where the bear traps are um you've got to do your research to stop yourself falling in it basically um because we we, we are we are the majority it's the tiny, tiny, tiny percent at the top around the world that control everything that like want to harm us. And it's just getting people to understand that. That's all it is. We always come from a place of love, like, you know, some of this cold heart, hard information that hurts, but we, we, we do it to help you and your family and your kids. Yeah. 
the future's what where counts. We're not going to be around forever, buddy. I know. AJ, I'll speak to you soon. I've got it Thanks, live. Guys. I do my live show tonight, guys. If you yeah. want to follow me, you can see the information on the top there. Mm-hmm. And as you can see, it's Tuesday, so I've got 44. Seven minutes to get prepped for it, AJ. So no, I'm gonna love good, you man. and leave you, buddy. But thanks yeah. very much for the invite. I really enjoy chatting. Legend, guys. All right. Thank. Take care, guys, and I. Uh, I will see you again very soon on the All AJ. Right. Bye, bye.